You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And today we have a super guest on. You know, and uh, whoops, well, wait a second. Hold it. Hold it. You're not supposed to be talking right now. My goodness. You know, my guy Brett got on me the other day because I use the expression, sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets you. And this was one of those mornings that I really could have used four hands as opposed to just two. But we got it going, and uh, we're glad to have you listening in. And, by the way, we understand that uh, we have, well, we knew we had an audience in the U.K., but... uh, we want to give a shout-out to the U.K. We didn't realize that we were quite as big as we are over there. but uh, So we're glad to have all of our uh, cousins listening in from uh, the U.K. With that being said, our special guest today, we're going to be talking antique trucks. And we've got Michael Yarnell on the phone with us. And, uh, Michael, welcome to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Hello, and thank you for having me. Well, you're quite welcome. we got uh, Steve Ronaldo here and Mr. Jim Weber. Morning, Mike. Good morning. Nice to meet you guys. Um, I have a question just right out of the chute. Are you affiliated with the museum in Boyertown? Well, our headquarters are located in in Boyertown, in the museum itself, but we're not actually part of the museum. Okay. I'm a member of the museum, and I live, I grew up in Boyertown, so I'm there quite a bit, but uh, we're not actually part of the Boyertown Museum of Historic Vehicles. Okay. Uh, Well, just because we interviewed someone there probably a couple years ago. Yeah, from the museum. Yeah, and uh, we got to talking about Boyertown truck bodies and... Reading truck bodies and all that, and that's probably part of your interest in your club. Yes, absolutely. They have a great collection of old trucks there because there were a lot of trucks built in the in Pennsylvania over the years. So they have a great collection of Pennsylvania built trucks. Where where are where is Boyerstown anyway? What's what's it's Boyertown, and it's kind of between Philadelphia and Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, on the south side, south south of yeah, the, southeastern Pennsylvania. Oh, so you don't have a long ride to Hershey every year like I do. <laughs> uh, no, from my house, Hershey's about an hour, an hour. God, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, well, wouldn't that? Yeah, <laughs> and a place to go home to at yeah, night too. Yeah, well, and you're close yeah. to you're close to McCungie too. So, well, that's the best part for me. Our, our national show is held in McCungie every year over Father's Day weekend, and for me, it's only a 16-mile drive. We have people coming from all over the country to it, and people flying in from from Europe and Australia to come to the show, and I just get to drive 18 miles and come home to my own bed yeah, every night. Yeah. Yeah. One of, the, one of the, the standing comments or jokes about uh, the anti-car hobby in Pennsylvania with people that live there is, if you leave that state with your old car, you don't fall off the edge. yeah well we do have that problem personally because there are truck shows all over the country also and people come to pennsylvania for this uh, big truck show in in mcungee each year uh but not many of the pennsylvanians leave it to go to the other shows (laughs) michael michael what are your parameters for the show that you do how old uh how big how small how anything so the, the Antique Truck Club of America is, is for all trucks, big and small. We have things that are um, 
well, members have trucks as small as little Crosley pickups and Model A pickups, and those those kind of little trucks all the way up to big Class 8 rigs and even oversized trucks that need permits to drive on the road. And we welcome all trucks. Um, to be an ant- be considered an antique, they have to be 25 years old or older. Um, but if you walk around the truck show in Makunji, you will see newer trucks on the field too um we try to keep them older than 25 years on the show field but that's not always the case um but it's it's about getting the people involved and getting people out and hopefully uh getting them interested in uh in being a long-term part of the club you you have really seen a resurgence in old pickup trucks too and that that's just that market has just skyrocketed lately that's very true. There are a lot of people interested in, in pickup trucks, even in the 80s. Now, to be an antique, you know, 25 years is only 1994. So it doesn't have to be that old of a truck to be an antique. I took one of my, I picked up my dad bought new in 1994 to the truck show this year because it's 25 years old now. Oh, that's great. And you've kept it in the family. Yeah, yeah, he bought it new and we've kept a hold of it. <laughs> And the other thing about pickups, of course, is people can fit them in the garage. If you look at these big over-the-road tractors that are 10, 12 feet tall and and 20-some feet long and 10 feet wide, you can't fit that in your in your garage where your uh, where your Chevy goes. You know, uh, what are those yeah. guys? What do those guys do with those rigs? And some of them have twenty-five thousand dollars worth of chrome on them. <laughs> yeah, when. Well, with with some of the fancy restored trucks, you can easily spend a hundred thousand dollars restoring them or more. Uh, but you know, the people are really into the the hobbies. They have buildings built especially for their old trucks, so that they have somewhere to keep them inside, out of the weather, and uh, do work on them. When as because everything always needs work, you know. Oh yes. yeah, we yeah. there's a guy somewhere in Pennsylvania. We've been to his place several times. It has buildings mostly big trucks and he's hosted tours and we've stopped on the way for lunch and stuff i can't think of the guy's name but he's got a huge clay and they're all big trucks well there are a couple big collectors in in uh in the state but maybe you're thinking of john haynes I that sounds like it might be, but he like, he's got a, a prison hauler truck and all kinds of cool stuff in there, and it's wow. Yeah, it's really a, a really, uh, really a big clay. He got several buildings and stuff. Maybe that is the guy. Or but, maybe you're thinking of one in New Jersey. No, I can't remember. I thought it was in Pennsylvania. We've been there several times. I do a lot of antique car tours, and that's a that's you that guy's a stop when we're in his neighborhood. He always hosts lunch there. Because there's Gary Mahan in Basking Ridge, New Jersey, has a big collection, quite a few buildings. Yeah, big cars, big trucks, I mean, big trucks. Just about everything, yep. I'm curious, do you have many um, of the old milk trucks with the uh, where they'd plug in and they'd uh, refrigerate the truck itself or the, or the body and then uh, go out, deliver their milk, come back, plug it in, and do their route tomorrow? Divco. Divco. Well, there, Divco. yeah, Divco's. Um, there's a continuum of a, a club that has Divco's. We have a little area at the national show where the where the Divco collectors and the milk callers gather together and they have a little picnic amongst themselves and have a good time and, uh, <laughs> and drink the, milk. One, yeah, and drink milk. No, one of the, one of the members brings uh, brings 
homemade ice cream, well, their own ice cream to the club. We have a picnic on Friday night each year that brings out, uh, you know, quite a few hundred people, and uh, they supply free ice cream to everybody at that picnic. Oh, that, that's incredible. Now, are there a lot of Mack trucks there? Because Mack truck was based and, in fact, built in Allentown. You see a lot exactly. of Exactly. Well, all the Macs in the country are uh, made in McCungie at the McCungie plant, and they run tours from the national show. There's a bus that picks people up, takes them to the uh, to the factory, and they can tour the factory. And yes, Mac is always the predominant breed breed of dogs at uh, our show <laughs> yeah. in uh, in McCungie each year. Yeah, yeah. The ones I like are those. The, the I don't know the real wild looking pickup trucks. Studebaker had one. Well, and Chevy had one. Yeah. The, the the fleet side. And, and Hudson had yeah. one. Yep. Real and, wild looking trucks. Nash truck. had one. Nash had a pickup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean the ones that look more like a car front yes. end? Too? Yeah, and yeah. really wild-looking yeah. front ends, yeah. And the old international pickups? Yeah. Well, and then well, yeah, they had that high style back in the um, in the 30s and so where they had real fancy car front ends with pickup box on the box back. Yeah. Yeah, the early days of the Ranchero and the El Camino type thing. Exactly. That was a little bit of a, a resurgence of it, and then... You know they're do, doing some of that now. Well, if you look at well that funny Subaru Baja that they had, out. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. people really like them, and maybe they'll be a collector's item in a few years. Yeah, how big is the 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 antique truck club? How many members? We have just over three hundred, three thousand three hundred members. Three thousand three hundred and growing, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're growing every year. When um, yep steadily growing we have members in in uh, all 50 states and in canada and england australia and the netherlands um, wow. they're talking about having a chapter formed in australia so that's a pretty neat expansion for us if that can happen yeah, yeah those guys are are really really into old cars and trucks and stuff australia is just a hotbed of stuff yeah, they have some really neat stuff. And with the uh, the road trains that they do with trucks, how they pull, they have a truck pulling lots of trailers behind it on the long, right. straight, flat roads out there. Well, they actually do the same thing when they're going to the truck shows, and they'll have one truck pulling four trailers, and on, on those trailers will be trucks on them. And sometimes if they have a flatbed on that trailer, one of the trailers, they'll put a truck on the bed of the truck that's on the trailer. Holy so they can smoke. be one guy can bring six or eight trucks to a show pulled pull by one trailer. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's got to be a picture. It is. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. Yeah, if you can find one, it's, it's great to see. And the rhubarbs are huge on the front of those trucks. The what? Rhubarbs, kangaroo bars. Oh. They call them rhubarbs. Right. In, in, in here in Pennsylvania, we're always worried about hitting deer with our with our cars and trucks, but in uh, Australia, they're worried about hitting kangaroos, so they put yeah. these big cards on the front of the trucks to protect them. And okay, and let me ask, who here knows what head- headache bars are? Well, that's a tavern down the street. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, but uh, no. do you know, uh, Michael? Headache bar, yeah, cat protector. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the and then the, the other thing that I've got to comment on is your all's ad in... Um, 
in the AACA magazine, and I love this. And, and I asked the young lady that I was talking to yesterday um, about it, but I wonder, I know the three of us sitting here know the term, and I'm sh- I know you know the term, but I'm wondering how many people, I bet there's not 10% of the people, and probably maybe the number would be better, probably 60-70% of the people that are listening right now will know the term, but I loved it, and I hadn't even thought about it for years and years, but the term double-clutching. Oh, double-clutch? Yeah, yeah, I still do it. Yeah, I have yeah. to. The new car I got, I have to double-clutch. Well, it's got synchro and everything, but... Second, second is... It's so, yeah, yeah. double-clutching, that's yeah. the, the name of our our... Uh, magazine, but the double clutch is, is the way of synchronizing the gears in the transmission when you have a manual transmission that does not have a synchronizer in it. And now, I'm just wondering how many people could jump in a jump in a standard shift car and drive it. Well, uh, not a whole lot, I'm sure. And even with the big full size rigs now, they're coming out with automatic transmissions, so it's. It's going to go by the wayside where nobody's going to be able to, well, not nobody, but almost nobody's going to be able to drive a manual uh, vehicle, whether old car or old truck, and uh, yet alone the older ones that they have to double clutch to get the transmission to be able to shift into gears. Yeah, the good old days. You know, I, I had fun double clutching. You know, and just it was. Just, well, I don't uh, think it's fun. I mean, well, nobody. It's did, not it, a thrill. It, it gave you something to do. You didn't have a computer in your in your cab with you uh, telling you where to go. You just got to play a little bit. Yeah. We we still do it with the Model A. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just need to get a Model A. I guess. Well, you you guys probably have the same sensation I have sometime if I'm driving driving an old truck around and I'm using the clutch all the time and then I get into uh, automatic pickup and I go to push the clutch in and there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah. but your uh, left foot gets a shock when it slams against the the footboard, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Same yeah. with the new cars with the push button start. I get it in the Dodge, oh. that's push button and you don't need to take the keys out. Then I get in the other car and keep looking for the damn button yeah. and the keys are <laughs> in my pocket and I can't find that, you yeah. know. Well, what do they call that? The millennial theft device? I think it's called old age. No, the millennial <laughs> theft device is a manual transmission car. Oh. Can't yeah, that ha- you hear that all the time on the news. It was just yeah. happened this past week that this lady got uh, was at a gas station and somebody uh, uh, carjacked car her, had with a gun, and the guy in the store oh, called and called 911, and the kid couldn't drive it because it was yeah. a standard shift car. Yeah. So with that being said, let people think about it. We're going to take our first break. We're here with Michael Yarnell from the <laughs> Antique Truck Club of America. Michael, hang in there. We'll be right back with you. Is on point with Victor. I am Victor. <laughs> that is, we should all. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses business practices, and fascinating business professionals to get an insider view of how America works. Hi, I'm Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about anti-car insurance. Uh, in this hobby, 
that I've been part of for years. Not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as agreed value uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to to uh, insure your classic classic antique or even your street ride, call J.C. Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com. Forty-five years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back on the Classic Car Show, and we have Mr. Michael Yarnell on from the Antique Truck Club of America. And, Michael, we're very glad to have you here with us today and uh, finding out a little bit more about trucks. And uh, double clutching and yeah, well, dues. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is go to Texas or here in Atlanta. There's all these old geezers oh, that yeah. never put anything in the bed of a truck, and they're driving no, these. I, I like the ones with the, the shiny hitch ball that's so polished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've never put anything in them. When I, when I was farming, and obviously I had a couple of different pickups, but one of the neatest things I had was uh, I had a custom bumper, and the custom bumper had a custom trailer hitch on it that would pull out about a foot, from the bumper to hook up my cotton trailers because if you you know it was hard to get them exactly right so that gave me about a foot of play to and then all you do is bike up and it had a v on it and it would click into place and uh you'd be off and running but wow it was uh it was great because you could kill yourself jumping in and out of the cab trying to get it just right to hook up a cotton trailer and a full cotton trailer this boy ain't moving. <laughs> now with that, now like with my with my tow vehicle with the backup camera, it's pretty easy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't have no yeah, cameras back no, then. It's pretty easy. <laughs> it's, it's we barely had bumpers, but yeah. we had good ones. Mike, w- yeah. When you go to a show, uh, you I assume you judge in classes, don't you? Actually, one of the great things about our show is. Um, the, the national show is there's no judging. Good for um, you. Good. We do not uh, pick people's vehicles apart. And, well, you know, there might be an individual say this isn't right for the truck or that's not right for the truck. But we're there to look at each other's trucks and talk to our friends and uh, bring our families around, not uh, not get a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, but do you do you put it? I mean, do you group them? Like, do you group quarter ton pickups, half ton pickups, class eight rigs, stuff like that, or you, or do you just kind of display them all randomly? They're just randomly the way they come in the door. One of the things <laughs> that uh, that a very interesting about the truck hobby is, uh, of course, the size of the vehicles. Yeah. Whereas uh, you have 
a car show where you have these things that are six feet wide and maybe 15 or 18 feet long and you maneuver them all over the show field and get them right over here where you want them when you have these big rigs coming in um, that are weighing uh, you know many tons and are, are very large you're not wiggling them into little spaces and making sure everybody's perfect when they come through that gate they're going in the next spot, and that's hopefully where they're <laughs> yeah. staying until the they show. They go where they want. Yeah. <laughs> how about how about military? In the spot. How about military vehicles? Uh, yeah, we have a, a big contingent of military vehicles. We're, you know, it's any truck will do. It's, we're not picky about that. So, like you said, we have milk trucks and we have um, military vehicles, jeeps, and 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 uh, personnel transporters. And, um, some people have armored trucks, and uh, even truck-based ambulances are part of the part of the club. So, any any truck will do. We are not uh, not picky about that, big or small. The old Dodge Power Wagon. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're they're really popular now with collectors, and the, the prices on them have skyrocketed yep. too uh, to go along with it. But the old military style, but civilian power wagons are real popular popular truck with with that being said do you get many of them my uncle uh, had a couple of them on his ranch and uh one of them was the dodge power wagon dump truck yeah mm-hmm. do y'all get very many of those that because uh, there aren't there aren't too many left but yeah there there are a few around um but that it's not Unfortunately, most of these trucks got used up when their first life yeah, was a, over. They ended up in vehicle. another hand and maybe yeah. on a farm, like like you said, and then out in the tree row when they were done with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a work vehicle, of course. That's yeah. what it's there for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, exactly. They weren't cobbled. A lot of these things were not <laughs> garage kept. Uh, no. Finding one that's stuck in the back of the shop, though, you know, the trucking company stopped using the truck and it ends up in the back of the garage that's everybody's dream and if you find one let me know because i'm looking for one too i'm with you i i've done a lot of work with international harvester and i've been in a lot of dealerships and i look in the back of the shop and there aren't any anymore that's unfortunate (laughs) yeah how about parts i i've restored a lot of cars in in my time and and what about parts suppliers for the truck hobby that's always a big question in the in the car end of this is well if i if if i were to buy you know some obscure name car like a durant where am i going to find pieces as opposed to a model a ford or a chevy confederate uh sedan well we have the same problems too with with the trucks especially the the very very old ones where the the trucks were just uh um only a few of each model were made. If you need something like a radiator that's cast with the logo in it, you're not going to find it. But then again, a lot of these old trucks were also assembled pieces. So they bought the transmission from this supplier and they bought the braking system from this supplier. So I have a 1951 Mac that needed uh, wheel cylinders for the brakes. And I went to the Napa with the parts number, and they had some of them on the shelf. So it's not always difficult to find parts, even though you'd think, well, who has parts for a 1951 Mack fire truck that they only made 68 of that model? Mike, Michael, uh, if 
I'm going to start a story, and, and I would appreciate it if you'd finish it or fill in the, the blank. Uh, I, there's a lot of blank when I talk, so you can fill in the blanks. But I, one of the things I was talking to Mike Fowler about, uh, and he's with the club as well. Uh, he's the secretary, yeah. Is the fact that, you know, we ever since we started this show on, on the station, it's been aimed at trying to get kids involved and, and keep the antique car hobby going and and certainly that extends into uh into the truck side of it as well but one of the things that i keep wondering and worrying about and i hate this term but you know you go to a school a public school particularly and you go to their history book and uh, they've rewritten history which i didn't know history could be rewritten but uh it seems as though today and i, I guess do people appreciate my question is as you go to shows as you do stuff uh, with the club and so forth do people appreciate and understand the importance of the pickup the importance of the farm truck the importance of the 18-wheeler that have literally made our country if you know we had the railroads transporting but that still every place didn't have a, a railroad spur so it took the big rigs coming and going cross country and it also took the smaller rigs to take care of the farmer but do people in your opinion appreciate that no most I heard people the answer in the background there <laughs> i got some chickens uh in the background where i am but uh so most people do not appreciate trucks unfortunately uh they look at them as a nuisance on the highway something that they got to get around they're worried that the truck's going to kill them uh which you know these people they're they're making their livelihood in their in that truck and they want to be safe so they can get home to the their family at the end of the day or the end of the week however long they're out but uh yeah everything people in america use today almost everything has come to them on a truck at one point or another part of its journey to their house was on a truck and without them america would stop we would have nothing we we wouldn't have milk we wouldn't have bread we wouldn't have toilet paper everything you use has traveled on a truck or at least one truck and a lot of times many many trucks to get to their house Uh, and we celebrate that and we have some trucks that are famous that helped build the the uh boulder dam the hoover dam um there are a couple of them restored that were a great part of america trucks individual trucks that hauled the big guns during world war ii that uh built the fence uh, uh fortifications along the east coast some of those individual trucks are restored and still exist as a as a uh symbol of what did build america now now my my associates that are here are too sophisticated and and, I, and I'm sure you are too but as a kid my sister and I would be in the back of the uh, station wagon as we were going cross country or something and my dad would pass an 18 wheeler and uh, we would give them the pull sign to blow their horn, their air horns as we went by them I'm too sure you all are too sophisticated to have ever done something like that but you want to bet <laughs> there you go the best of them that's it yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know and and i've noticed too and and this this is uh not knocking the i i truck drivers make our country but there used to be almost a 
I don't know. Like they had flashed their lights when you could go around them if it was night. They'd flash their trailer lights uh, when it was safe to pass or or after you'd gotten by them and they said and they'd flash their lights that you could pull in in front of them and you know there just seemed to be a different something <laughs> well, i think i was just yeah <laughs> there's lunch yep <laughs> well yeah, we haven't fried like, uh, or <laughs> just like um modern automobile drivers there's a lot more going on for these truck drivers um going down the road there are so many more vehicles on the road for them to have to be concerned about but in the mornings when i'm standing out at the bus stop with my son he's out there pulling his left arm down and getting the air (laughs) horns blown at him oh yeah they're, they're still out there and they're still friendly they're just they've got a difficult job to do out there worrying about all these little cars the little two wheel, four wheelers running around yep yep oh, yeah. uh, another interesting thing this week's wall street journal on wednesday they have a feature vehicle and there's been a 1945 ford pickup in this family since day one and now second or third generation has restored this truck and I did not realize that they were building pickup trucks in 1945. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Why I, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, the war. Well, no, they were, they, in fact, uh, my my grandfather's lumberyard, um, I brought up the fact of the old international, four and a yeah. four international. Yeah. And, uh, uh, With the granny gear. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to have to stop and take a break. Michael, we'll be back with you right after this. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the classic car show. Is, um, Michael, is that uh, chicken going to be fried or uh, broiled or barbecued? Uh, well, that, there are layers. Um, that I know it's a rooster, but we have a rooster with our layers to try and protect them from the uh, the hawks that are out here. Ah. <laughs> okay. Um Let's let's go back to an earlier thing. You were talking about a winter show in Florida. Where in Florida and when, please? Um, well, a couple of years ago, our chapter in Florida said we'd like to um, we'd like to have it uh, be a, the national show 
around uh, in a different part rather than in Pennsylvania, and they've been putting on the Winter National Show, the Vintage Truck to Florida, in Leesburg, Florida, and this coming year it will be February 13th through 15th. And they have a real nice uh, setup there, and it's in conjunction with uh, a tractor show on a on a man's personal property where he has his own collection of mostly international trucks and tractors and also they do tractor pools there and have a bunch of other activities besides the trucks but it's a it's a growing show and lots of people from up north who spend their winters in florida are going to it too that's great you know with that being said i want to mention the fact that um this show is being archived right now. It's live on YouTube. It's live on Facebook Live, and uh, will be archived uh, Monday. And you can go to our website, or you can go to YouTube and subscribe, and then download the show again and listen to it as many times as you want. And Michael, you all are welcome to do with whatever you want to with it. Uh, if you want to download it and put it on your website or do whatever, but it will be available, and it's available or will be available at any and every one of the known podcast servers in the country. We, we will download it to them on Monday as well. So uh, folks that are listening, they want to hear a replay, or if, they're, uh, if they didn't get a chance to listen to it live, they can go to YouTube, iTunes, any of the popular podcast servers. So with that being said, let's get back to Michael and talking about trucks. All right. I, you know, there's just something about, in my opinion, the old Ford pickup with the, and where they didn't have the rounded corners, they were the square fender sort of, or the, uh, they, you know, the... You're talking about the F1s? Yeah, I guess. Michael? Michael? Well, everybody has their own, uh, their own love affair with trucks, and most, most of them are developed by whatever your parents had, you know? Um... I'm really a Chevy guy, but when I was a kid, my dad had a Model A Ford pickup. He bought it in 1968, and um, he had it sitting around, and a mouse got in it and messed up the engine. He took it apart, and it sat apart for a number of years. But last year, a buddy of mine got a new engine in it, and 50 years after my dad uh, bought it, we gave it back to him running. So uh, Wow. That's, yeah, that's nice. That's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Now nobody yeah, I do enjoy Fords, but I like Chevys in the newer trucks. Now nobody at this table can appreciate it. Like uh, back in nineteen the nineteen sixties, the early sixties to mid sixties, uh, one of the big things out in Texas and in the cotton country and and really all across the country, uh, farmland and ranch land, was what was in the in the rear window. What came about that every farmer, every cattleman had their shotgun or rifle hanging on the rifle racks? Yeah. You yeah. know, and the, I'd love to see what people would think today. Uh, let's not go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's something I used to see when I was growing up, but of course that, uh, that doesn't exist anymore because of gun laws and uh, open carry and concealed carry laws. But, yeah. you know, there was a reason for them because they were shooting predators or groundhogs or yeah. or maybe their meal that or, night or, or, <laughs> or people on motorcycles <laughs> oh, well let's hope not <laughs> yeah. yeah we used to call it a varmint rifle 
when my right. uncle had his farm and he had it back, I think it was a 30-30 or so, uh, some. Yeah, they all had you lever see, action. You see lever actions when you get away from the city where I grew yeah. up. Yeah, the yeah. thing is, people didn't realize that, uh, and I ruined a couple of shotguns, uh, leaving them on rifle racks because the sun just tore the hell out of oh, them. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the weather tore the hell out of the bluing and the sun tore the hell out of the, yeah. wood, the out of the stock and stuff so i actually quit carrying uh, because it was tearing up my weapons yep. let yeah. me michael let me ask you a question i this is a thing it was just an article in the aaca magazine or maybe it was model a magazine where people take a car and they were able to buy a pickup bed and slide it into their trunk yeah, would yeah. that be considered a truck in your club? I just uh, that would be close enough to a truck in our club. Yeah, you, you know, years ago, people did what they needed to do to get a truck, and um, a lot of times they couldn't afford a truck because, well, for one thing, they weren't making the number of trucks uh, years ago like they are now. People weren't driving pickup trucks to work. Um, in an office, pickup trucks were made to be used, and there were a lot more cars. So a lot of cars were converted to trucks. That's one way where you take the trunk lid out of a, a coupe and fly a pickup bed into it. Um, but another way that they did was they'd take a sedan and they'd cut the back of the sedan off mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. Cut, cut the middle out, move the back up to the front, and put a flatbed on it for a farm truck, or they'd build a pickup body for it. Um, they build tow truck bodies on them. You know, you, uh, you had to be a hick if you drove a pickup. You know, you you were a hick. Well, there's exactly. A, there's a big, the National Tow Truck Museum is in Chattanooga, and that's an interesting place to visit, too. Yeah. And we've right, I've never them. been to it, uh, but they, I hear they also have a big... Uh, tow truck show there each year i believe that's where holmes wrecker wrecker company is. yes it is yeah. and they, yeah they it's even have like a, a a packard uh wrecker yeah but with a big solid wheel yeah it's, it's really interesting i didn't know packard even made that kind of stuff okay michael talking about what we were just a second ago about people driving pickups and uh uh, my sophisticated CPA son, uh, CFO son, he always drives a pickup. But how many women are in your club, and, and more and more women are driving pickups? Um, yeah, well, we there are certainly women truck drivers out there. If you look, uh, look at these big trucks on the highway, you may see some of them being driven by women. And we have a lot of women members of 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 the club too people think well women are just coming along as the the spouse of the men who are interested in trucks but that's not true my mother's been going to these truck shows and uh, since uh she met my father basically they used to go as part of their uh they're running around when they were younger they'd go to the autocar factory down in uh Exton, pennsylvania and see what new trucks were coming off the line that was the excitement they had but yes women are interested in trucks uh trucks too and we're uh we're glad to have them just like we're glad to have anybody who's I, this this statement this statement's probably going to get us in a, or get me in a lot of trouble anyway but you pass an 18 wheeler and you look back and you see that it's a lady driving it that's sort of like stepping on a 747 and the, the lady that greets you at the door you find out she's not 
She's not uh, an airline um, stewardess, as they used to call them. She's the pilot. And then you, you sort of take a deep breath and and go find your seat right quick and strap in. <laughs> yeah, that might get you in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope the door's locked on the station here. <laughs> yeah, uh, Michael, like at Ed Hershey, with, with the trucks becoming more and more popular, um, how about uh, f- flea market people and parts and stuff at the big swap meets? Uh, you know, like at, like at Hershey, which is the biggest. What do you guys are finding there? Well, the, at the national show in Mukunji each year, there's a, a big flea market, and that's the biggest truck flea market in in the country each year, um, where you can find just about anything, anything you want. Well, I couldn't find a door latch for my 1929 Chevy, but I'm still on the lookout for one if you see one. But uh, yeah, that's often part of the truck shows, and some of these truck parts were actually in the smaller trucks were interchangeable with car parts so i'm going to be heading to the hershey show and that's what's on my list is a door latch for a 1929 chevy truck oh that's interesting and, yeah that you can yeah, yeah. well i because I, like i said i've never had any dealings with any any other than the the tow vehicles that we've had the suvs to pull the car trailer yeah. uh but, with stuff what 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 my favorite of all your chevy trucks is the cameo the fifty mid fifties. Those 55. things are just, yeah. those things are beautiful. They don't, they can't haul anything, but they're beautiful. Oh yeah, you know that that was a, a joke when I was farming was that all the all the um, gentlemen farmers that actually didn't do a whole lot of work, but the first thing they'd buy would be a would be the uh, El Camino or the Ford Ranchero. This is long, and uh, yeah. they couldn't do a damn thing. And the, they couldn't haul a trailer. They couldn't do anything. The other thing I was going to bring up, and as long as I'm in hot water anyway, might as well stay there, is that uh, I I must say I am glad that the laws changed, but. I bet there all of us at one time or the other, or I know I did with my dad's pickup, love sitting in the back with the air blowing all around you in the bed of the pickup as they and the law changed where you can't have you can't do that, at least the enjoyer, which is great. Uh, kids shouldn't be in the back of a pickup. Or dogs. Or dogs, but yeah. uh, you know, mainly kids. And uh, I don't know, it hadn't really been that long since they changed the law, but uh, that used to be more fun, my sister and I and our friends, and and then uh, on occasions we would hook that pickup to a trailer with hay on it and have a big hay ride and all that kind of stuff. It's like for us riding in Vinny's Cadillac. Yeah. 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 With the top down. Cousin Vinny. (laughs) Yeah, Vinny. Yeah. Um, Michael. Your club yeah. produces a magazine, what, six times a year or how? Yep. Okay. Are you familiar? There's a truck magazine out of Yellow Springs, Ohio, that a guy writes and puts together. And I see it on the newsstand when I'm in a Barnes & Noble or something. Are you familiar with that magazine? Uh, if it's vintage trucks that you're talking yes, about? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, they're actually, I um, believe they're members of the truck club. They certainly were years ago. And, yeah, that's a that's a good publication. Now, our magazine, which is called Double Clutch, is, is ah. an all-volunteer um, magazine. The articles in there are written by our members and submitted, and we try and get everything in. So 
people will tell a story about a family truck or truck they saw along the road or a memory from years past and uh, send in some pictures with it and then it gets sent all around the world in our magazine. So we're not paying a staff to do that. Our only paid employee of the club is the office manager who is part-time there in Boyertown. Everybody else from the magazine editor and the uh, people organizing the shows and figuring out the insurance and all of that are, uh, are volunteers. Oh, that's great. That, that says a lot about your club, that the members are supporting it. Michael, we're going to have to stop here. We're up against a hard break. We'll be back for the final segment with Michael Yarnell from the Truck Club, Antique Truck Club of America, right after a couple of messages. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your Michael, classic car, does anybody in your club insurance. have a flatbed Ford? Years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies. In Do the you? Hobby. Okay, any of them with a pole in the bed? Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the internet. Like a pole out of a dance a studio? a strip in a 57 Chevy <laughs> or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every yeah. Saturday from well, 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Take a look at me. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening to America's Web Radio. And we've got Michael Yarnell on the phone with us today from the Antique Truck, <laughs> truck Club of America. And, uh, uh, Michael, you all have got a winter show, right? Is that... Uh, yeah, the winter show we discussed in Leesburg, Florida. That's the February thirteenth to the fifteenth, and the and the summer show, the national show, is in McCungee, Pennsylvania, on Father's Day weekend each year in June, the Friday and Saturday of Father's Day weekend. Fantastic! And what are the tickets? And uh, well, so there's admission for the trucks to register the trucks. If you bring uh, up to three charges for each truck and if you bring more than three additional are, are free um, but there's no charge to actually for spectators to get into the club the park is open the park takes donations but that money is not going to the truck club and it's not required it's a donation towards the park and not towards the and the other thing people familiar with the mccungy car shows this weekend is the hot rod show in mccungy at mccungy park those shows are put on by the town of McCungie, and our, the Antique Truck Club of America national show, is put on by the Antique Truck Club of America, not by the town of McCungie. Yeah. yeah that, that, all of the McCungie shows, including the Antique and Classic one, have a huge turnout. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I've been there once. They do. Our, our yeah. truck show this year, we had 848 trucks registered for it, which was a record for us. Wow. And make it... 
you know, it's one of the biggest show truck shows in the country. Well, okay, here's a, uh, a dummy question, and I always admit to being the, you know, there's always a dummy in Bridge. Well, I'm the dummy at the classic car show, so I think they know more than I do. I'm, I'm pretty sure whatever is being said is, is probably fact. Now, let me ask something. In restoration, does it take a specialist in restoration compared to just a car registrator? refurb uh does it take a different type or a different person to restore a pickup or a truck well it really depends what you're going for and there are all kinds of different levels of restoration as i'm sure you know with cars but uh it's the same technology with trucks and to do a pickup can be done just like a car but if you're working on a big truck where the the components are much heavier and bigger you just need bigger equipment you need a bigger garage and a bigger forklift and uh, maybe a couple friends to help lift the parts that you might do by yourself but otherwise it's the same one one interesting story though about parts is they can be hard to come by and a a guy was restoring a scenic cruiser bus i don't know if you're familiar with those scenic cruisers that uh, greyhound made yes yes yes. back in the 50s guy restored one of them well the glass had to be made in mexico and uh and it took three years for him to get the glass made and brought up so for those real specialty things they they can be difficult but overall restoration people are doing them in their in their garages and underneath the shade tree just like people have been doing with cars all along so so you let buses buses are are allowed to Yep, buses, you know, they're on truck chassis, so that will do. Fire trucks, uh, people don't think about fire trucks, but there's a big contingent of people uh, collecting fire trucks. Now, there is a specific fire truck club called FAMPA, um, but uh, a lot of our members have fire trucks of one type or another, and they're a popular part of the club, too, and the kids always like them. Do, do, does, your, do, does this club do anything special to... Uh, try to get the younger people involved in the hobby because that's what I did a lot when I was on the AACA National Board in Horses Carriage was was uh, trying to get and you know getting getting the younger people involved in the hobby. Well, th- that that's always a challenge. Uh, the the most common thing we're doing is everybody's bringing their kids. My uh, my two year old and my. Uh, six-year-old children they've been going to these shows since they were born basically my daughter was born two weeks before the show in mccungee and she was there at two weeks old um two years ago uh, one of the more interesting programs that uh, goes on is up in vermont there's a a group of guys that are members of the club that have the kids restoring model a trucks and uh they have older gentlemen usually retired gentlemen helping these kids who are 12, 13, 14, and the kids do all the work in restoring this, these Model A's, and then when they're done, they, they, they sell the truck. And that's, that's the neatest one I know of, but there are some explorer organizations that are trying to get kids involved in the old truck and car uh, hobby. Uh, but 
we're we're all in the same game looking for younger younger exactly, members. Exactly. I have a good Yeah, I have a good friend that lives in Pennsylvania and his two boys have each done a uh, a whizzer and now oh, he's okay. looking for a Model A pickup truck for the two boys to restore. He's yeah. he's seriously hunting one. Hmm. You know uh, what would be fun to have is a good humor truck. <laughs> and then you go out and you and you get the ice cream bars and you take them to a There school. are some. There are some. Are there? Okay. Yeah, there's a lady that comes to ASA National Meets with one from the 50s with the yeah. bell, that funny yeah, bell. Yeah. And she sells her stuff, uh, uh, ice cream for a nickel a bar till she runs out. <laughs> That's my <laughs> And we have yeah. a member of our local chapter has a Ford, uh, it's probably about a 63 Ford uh, good humor truck restored that's so always popular at the parades and the shows yeah Yeah, it's cool wouldn't you love to have an old bronco oh yeah well those are 20 grand and up now yeah yeah i i don't ride horses that's not but that's not considered a pickup is it michael the Broncos? Yeah. Well, they're on a truck chassis, so again, we're very inclusive. A, bro- okay. a Bronco yeah. and and uh, see, uh, can you <laughs> can you believe how much those have gone up in value? All that stuff, yeah. all the truck stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, just, the the trucks are really popular. The yeah. little the little old Broncos from the sixties are, are real popular. The International Scouts, you know, the old SUVs. Yep. Oh, people yeah. People had them, or people yeah. going out. Um, yeah. They're uh, they're all skyrocketing, becoming very popular, and yeah, we want to let know the owners of those know they're welcome in our club. Yeah, too. I named my Bronco Trigger. Okay, now <laughs> yeah, now I gotta ask, how do you view Jeeps? Jeeps? Yeah, I love Jeeps personally. I'm <laughs> looking for, looking for one uh, that's in my price range because they're uh, you know everything's going up, but. Uh, yeah, Jeep's uh, another truck. They have their point. You know, Jeep's, they had farm attachments for Jeep two, uh, Jeep's 2 back in the... Oh, yeah. And so yeah. And you could buy a little backhoe to put on the back of a Jeep. Yeah. Um, so well, they and, were real utilitarian. Yeah. And they had snorkels. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and, and going underwater. Yeah, and we had a jeep when I was in the army. We had a jeep or a fleet of jeep ambulances. Oh yeah, they they the little bigger yeah. jeep like uh, the like the Grand Wagoneer chassis, that kind of thing. But they were ac- actually well ambulances. Yeah, we, I of course had <laughs> had some to use. You they used were a little different. <laughs> But anyway, it's uh, I, I love trucks. Many people love trucks, and I I think that uh, I don't know what you all do historically or, or paper wise or handout wise or anything like this. But is there? And I'm sure Jim, you probably know this better than I. A, a book on uh, American trucks. Oh, or, there's a ton uh, of them. them. Sure. Yeah, okay. Randy Leffingwell has written some incredible books on them. Um, how about your website? Tell us about your website. So our, our website is um, antiquetruckclubofamerica.org. I, I believe I got that right. And uh, there are there's information about upcoming shows on there, and there's a discussion place where things are listed for sale, and people ask technical questions like, where could I find this specific part, as was brought up earlier, because some of these parts are not easy to find. Um, uh, pictures of members' trucks, so that's a, something you can look us up at. They also is a Facebook page, which I actually don't know 
what that's under, but if you search Antique Truck Club of America, you would find it there, too, um, where there's a lively discussion and a bunch of pictures of old trucks. So ways of reaching out to people. And if you have other questions, you know, always call our office in Boyertown, and Andrea will get you to the right person to talk to. Uh, technical advice. Yeah, you say you at a question. So, is is there a, a, a area on your website for technical things? Yes, under this discussion, there is actually a technical question part, and uh, there are a bunch of experts there who who are checking it every day and will answer to the best of their ability. That's great, and and I bet you've probably got some guys there that are still working in a truck dealership. <laughs> Oh, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, I run into them when I go into Navistar stores, and these guys are in their 70s, and they're still there working. And those yeah, well, my father's a truck driver, and he's still driving. He'll turn uh, 75 this year, and he's still driving every day. Good for him. Well, And he loves it. That's what, yeah. that's what it's all about, loving what you do. Yep. And that's why he goes to work every day, because he's always wanted to drive a truck, and he's still doing it. Good. Good for him. Um we got about a minute and a half. Uh, Michael, is is there anything that you want to summarize for us? Well, we are a family organization where everybody's welcome. Like I said, I'm bringing my kids. My parents took me to the shows when I was a kid. Does that mean uh, uh, I can I can bring my kids and we can bring ice cream cones? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, okay. yes, you can. Um, and uh, we're coming up on our... 50th anniversary here in 2021, so we're planning some special things for that and, a, and an, a, an extra edition of the uh, of the Double Clutch magazine, so we're planning for that, and we should have a real good show. Each year um, we're getting more and more trucks at the show in McCungie, so always a fun thing to come to, as I've mentioned, admission is free to the uh, to the national show. So bring out your family, and if you don't have an old truck, we even have a truck corral there where you can find one. <laughs> That's great. Wow. That's that, great. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Well, thank you. Michael, it's, it's been a treat, and uh, I you do have my email address, right? I do, yeah. Okay. Uh, how about dropping me a I, Well, I think you did drop me a line. I'll be back in touch with you, and like I said uh, on the break, if, uh, if you need us or you need to announce something... Uh, don't hesitate to give us a call, and we'll get you on the uh, classic car show again. Please. Great. And Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Now, you Thank never you did later. answer the question, though. Is it going to be barbecued or fried? Oh, oh that poor rooster. <laughs> well, um, barbecued usually, yeah. <laughs> okay. All righty. Well, thank you again, Michael, and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Uh, thank you. Okay, thank bye. You. Bye. bye. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.